My grocery guy's here. I, I'll be, be back. <laughs> what did he say? His groceries are here. <laughs> it's delivered. We live in the future. Look at that. California delivering live from the podcast. I wish he doesn't edit that. We deliver. We get food delivered. Yeah, fresh direct. But, I, you know. Yeah. yeah. The future. Look at that. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. I hope I hope he doesn't edit us. It's, this is this is good. So audio listeners, Ryan is currently picking up his beers and uh Chobani yogurts. Ew, uh, Chobani. Chobani yogurts down into the fridge. Whistling doing it, enjoying his life, peaceful so life in downtown California. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> downtown Somewhere. California. What would be downtown California? Twenty ninth, two thousand sixteen. I'm Ryan. I'm Sandy, and I'm Yannick, and this is Pixels Weekly. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pixels Weekly. It's a video game podcast. I'm gonna do a meatloaf <laughs> intro for every episode of our show. Hold on, I I didn't have the camera focused, so I didn't see you. I didn't see the whole representation. <laughs> Uh, too I know, bad. I, I, I extended my arms. It was a sweaty, sweaty week, huh? Sweaty in terms of Ooh. weather. Sweaty playing Overwatch. I don't know what you're talking about. No I went to California and it was freezing, and I had to buy a warmer hoodie, and I am upset. I am upset. You were freezing in California. It, it was so warm. It was no. In? It was at like 60 degrees. Where were you in Disneyland? And, it was like and, and where were you in California, though? Well, I just pulled it for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I was in Disneyland. <laughs> it didn't work. My brain was like, just give it away. Uh, I went to Anaheim to go to Disneyland. Yay! Oh, <laughs> she she just calls it Anaheim. Yeah, Anaheim. Did Anaheim. you see? I went to whenever to whenever she she says Disneyland. See, she doesn't say Disneyland. She's like Disneyland, <laughs> Disneyland. <laughs> Disney? What do you mean? He's like super excited, you know? Like her voice can't contain Disneyland? it. She's like, I went to Disneyland. Dude. She didn't go to Disney. She didn't go to Disney. She went to Disneyland. Tell us about Disneyland. It's the most magical place. So much fun. After World. Nemo's. How is the food? It's delicious. Because I heard so it depends where you go. I mean, I heard from Tampa, it depends where you go. What is. It's in Orlando. Disney World is in Orlando. Not Okay, Tampa. but wait, hold on. All right. <laughs> So what's the difference for people like me that don't know? And probably yeah, I actually don't know the difference between land and world either. Disneyland is the original park created by Walt Disney himself, and he was oh. not happy with the location because back back in the day, sixty years ago, Anaheim was kind of grimy and gross, and he's like, I don't like this, and he bought up a bunch of land in Orlando. And he created another park, and Orlando is, Disney World is fully immersive. It's a larger park, four different themes. Disneyland is smaller, and it's like a quick two-day trip. It's, it's fun. It's fun for the couples and stuff. And they wrote that song about it, right? Take me by the hand, hand, take me by the hand, <laughs> Disneyland. Disneyland, it takes me by the hand. <laughs> Rhino, is that the this weirdest song in his head? Like, that pops up. <laughs> oh, my God. I've got a lot of songs in my head yeah. because we're excited this week on Pixels Weekly. We are doing our completely unqualified mm-hmm. E3 predictions oh, cast. Yeah. It's yep. happening. Very exciting. It's June E3, already. For people that don't know what E3 is, good news. Our next episode, we're going to be talking about the history of E3, some of our favorite announcements that have happened at E3, recapping some of the best and worst E3 moments ever. But this week, we are predicting what is going to happen at this year's E3 show. And we're doing it as three completely unqualified people to do it. We're not in the games press. We don't have any insider information. We are just crazy people who want to take a guess at what might happen. 
Yep, that's what everyone this says all the time about me. <laughs> You're just a crazy person. It's fun. I'm excited to do it as a. I'm excited to cover it as our podcast for the first time. Yeah, this is our first E3 as a podcast. Obviously, we've all followed E3 and E3 news before, but uh, I think it's going to be good. And and before we get to the E3 stuff, though, I think we all have a collective hodgepodge to talk about, unless Sandy doesn't, which is <laughs> Overwatch. <laughs> Did we all play Overwatch a bunch this I week? I did play Overwatch, but yes. I also want people to know that just in case if they missed out in February, you can now get Mew for your uh, for your Pokemon game. So how? It's uh, you go and you fill out a. Uh, I just did this too. I already have Mew because I was at Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo New York City for their fun event. Oh. But you go to. Pokemon.com, and you fill out a form, you become a Pokemon trainer, and then they send like an email newsletter, and in that newsletter, they'll include a download code for Mew, who's a legendary Pokemon, and then you could be like, look at my Mew, guys, I'm super cool, I'm cooler than you. Look at my Mew, I signed up to the newsletter. Yep. (laughs) 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 And Nintendo's allowed to send me marketing emails. (laughs) <laughs> That's a good way to do it. Well, now, now, uh, now, here I am doing the bad thing, which is during the podcast, looking at Pokemon.com, going, "How do I? I do do it I'm just trying to click around. I can't find it. It's hard. To- oh, there it is. Mew. I can click on this Mew thing. This website looks like it might be stealing Pixels Weekly land. <laughs> you guys, wait, hold on. Ripped off? I, I the rip think off? it might be inspired a little bit with the Pokemon Trainers Club. Okay, be sure to visit. Pokemon. All right, I'm gonna click on this Pokemon Trainer Club. Finally, a create account link. Here we go. This is gonna be the link that we put in the show notes, so you don't have to go through all the weird no, clicking don't. on Pokemon.com. We bring, you can go to PixelsWeekly.com. We bring Mew to you. Not Mew too. We bring Mew. Not not Mew too. We bring Mew. Not Mew too. No Mew. Mew. Yeah. To you. To you. Yeah. To you. Very good. <laughs> so, um. Let's all kind of talk about Overwatch for a second. How? Tell me some of your experiences playing it. I love it. It's a fun game. I love it so much I changed my iPhone wallpaper background to Mercy. You can't see it because, you know, oh. you know you, there it is. She's, is she's uh, French? No. Nope. She's Swedish. Yeah. Swedish. It's too bad they missed a, they missed a potential joke there. Merci. Ah, ah, hey, <laughs> hello. <laughs> bum, bum. Blizzard, <laughs> calling <laughs> you <laughs> out. <laughs> we, need a, we need a soundboard. <laughs> so I'll, uh, let me kick off by telling you a quick story, and maybe it'll jog some experiences for you guys. But I sat down and played a couple matches last night late, just so I would have some fresh impressions for the show today. And... and the first match I jumped into, and it was the middle of the match, and we were defeated within a couple minutes, and it was like a blowout. And I was like, ugh. Yeah. Which is something that we might all feel like Overwatch is one to do. Sometimes you get in these matches, and they just totally one team blows out another. And then we started playing a second match, and we were getting... They immediately took the first point. It was captured to two different points, a King of the Hill sort of scenario and they captured the first point immediately and my team was not following the little prompts that were over on the right you know the prompts were like not enough tank heroes not enough uh, snipers Mm -hmm. or whatever and so they weren't following that i was (laughs) i was feeling like oh boy we're about to get stomped on again and then something interesting happened which is we we all collectively Two members of the team, myself and another person, switched to uh, healers, Mercy, <laughs> actually, I believe, and we just stopped pushing and attacking and just started holding back, keeping everyone healed and letting the people who seem to be reasonably decent at dealing damage do that and just keeping them alive. And of course, the healers healing each other, keeping the healers alive. And then we won! And I couldn't believe it that we were able to... In the middle of the game, you can kind of switch characters, whatever you want, as you guys know. And we switched characters, we changed tactics, we went from trying to 
attack and fend off the attackers with our attack to hanging back, keeping each other healed and working tightly together. And it actually worked. And I was I, I was completely floored. I've never seen that happen before in a group of uncoordinated people, strangers. Um, and it may have just been a fluke, but I, I was blown away. Yeah, you kind of like that. It, in Overwatch, um, the thing that I've noticed the most is that it's it's going to be happening a lot. It's going to be very often that your team can turn things around and feel like you're pushing as a team that has always played together. Um, if, you know, people tend to, if, uh, like you said, a DPS or a tank tend to, know, tend to know that he can count on his buddy next to him healing. And we also, you also know that the guy that plays Widowmaker on the, on the, um, on the, you know, on like a upper, upper floor, like a balcony or something can hold that lane in front of us, then, uh, you, you, you get, you get the sense, you get the confidence growing during a game. And, you know, if you tend to, uh, survive waves, you know their their waves, and if the other team starts to do the uh, the uh, the uh, usual chaining death, meaning they respawn, they run, they die, they respawn, they run, they die, they don't regroup, then you can really turn things around and beat a team that literally like like blaster the other team and, and can and can push and and turn things around even on overtime. Uh, I've yeah. seen a lot of clutch games where it came down to overtime and. Uh, and just because the push, because the time, you know, the clock was ticking down, people were like, all right, this is going to be the last one. Even if, they, even if they don't communicate, like, all right, this is the last shot. We got to do it properly. So everybody's kind of looking at each other and doing the push at the same time, kind of like cooperating, looking at everybody's movement and positioning and then pushing the point or whatever that is at the right time. And um, yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I've had a... Help me out here because I don't know how overtime works. So overtime will work like 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 let's say if you are on a king of a hill, uh, if you're if you're on a control point and if you're contesting a point, uh, while the uh, while the, the 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 time is still the time is up, it will go to overtime until the point mm. is not contested anymore. Um, let's say Team A or whatever Team Red has it, and TB Team Blue contest it until Team Blue gets out of the point. The, the you know we're, you're still in overtime. Uh, same thing goes for the oh. for the convoy or I don't know what what that mode is. You know when you you start to like um, uh, protect a you truck you 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 know you protect a car traveling through the oh, map. Oh, uh, payload. Yeah, you, yeah. You start to protect the payload. Uh, as long as the payload is still moving, meaning as long as there's still someone next to it making it move, then uh, you're gonna go to overtime. Uh, so that's when you know, like I, I've won a game where the car was a uh, ten feet away from the objective and from the win, but they, you know, we just kind of like cleaned the thing, cleaned the stuff up, had some bastion on the, on the, you know, on the spawn, and uh, and yeah. be able to resist that and kill the wave, <laughs> kill the wave. Bastion oh, bastion <laughs> is annoying. So what I did, if I if I want to tell you what I did, I played a couple games alone and I played a lot of mercy as well. Turns out we are. Connected Minds, who played a, the same character, because yes. I, really, I really loved her doing the beta, so for the time being, I was like, alright, let's get good at one character, and it's funny, because people really reward you for that. At the end, uh, they would always up for, upvote for me, not for the guy that had the kill streak, not for the guy that, you know, dealt the most damage, but I was the one being the best healer, and everybody was like, thank you, thank you, thank you, and, you know, the, the, mm -hmm. res, the res mechanic is also super powerful, like, it's very very rewarding to use it at the right time like you don't use it so many times i've used it on one person and then i noticed that i was resing two or three people at one time i was like wait hold on i can do an aoe res like yeah that's pretty cool oh my god i noticed that so yeah. i was like okay that changed the game now and so i was literally waiting for people for my teammates sometimes i would let one of my teammates die next to the other one to kind of like have the surprise effect on the other team and get two or three people up, including a tank, which sometimes turned the game around. Uh, but but last night, I, last night I played for the first time with a group of friends that you know we kind of like coordinated with on the Discord app. Um, I recommend people jumping on Overwatch. This is my take on the game. You go find friends, and if you don't have friends playing it, go on Reddit. There's a great community. There's a great looking for group mechanism like mechanic um, like tool on the Reddit page of Overwatch. 
um, you know, ask people around. They will, you know, link you to a Discord app, Discord channel, and you can kind of like, even if it's just for a night, like, I have, I have seen a great positivity from the community, people really wanting to get better and play together. But last night I've played, uh, we played sixes, um, six same, uh, the six same heroes in the team. We did six What? divas. We did six, um, six divas was, a. Uh, a blast we crushed him it was it was a swamp <laughs> we destroyed him it was so powerful is this like a mode or is this like no a we were like six of us you know we were on the party chat on ps4 i play on ps4 and uh and we're like all right I, I, you know one guy was just throwing it out there i just jumped into the, into their party i was like okay so who's gonna heal i'm trying to be a little bit professional a little bit strategic about it i was like i can heal if You know, is someone gonna run a tank? Like, who is doing this? Is like one guy's like, oh, I'm, I might, I'm just the one filling up the gap most of the time. I was like, okay, cool. And then one guy throws it out. He's like, um, I want to try six divas. And everybody's like, okay, so we're doing it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick diva. I was like, okay, I didn't even know where diva was located on that. You know, heroes row. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, I found her. Okay. Oh, Diva. Okay, I played against her. All right, I can, you know, even playing against her, I already know what she's capable of doing. So I'm like, all right, we'll see. Yeah, she's good. We'll see how that goes. And we literally killed the other team. I think we had to go ahead and uh, capture, you know, the King of the Hill, but like on the offensive side. And we mm -hmm. took like the first point in like less than 30, like in less than a minute. And then we just had so much time to go and and get the get the last point. Uh, the second one, the second game, we all picked Torbjorn, and we were defending uh, a payload. They didn't get to they didn't get to get the payload running. <laughs> It was like wow. a bunch of dwarf He's like the putting. He's like the best for payload, though. Yeah, a, a bunch best. of turrets, a bunch of I, same thing. I never got to to play Torbjorn, and it's a, it's pro it was probably my fastest learning curve for Torbjorn because I was playing other people that were playing it. And I was kind of like asking them, was like, okay, what what's the best here? It's like, well, yeah, don't forget, you know, don't forget the mines to like upgrade your turret level two, and the super will upgrade it to level three, blah blah blah, and they hurt really bad and. I would die a lot, but every time I would die and come back to the point, my turret, while I come back, would kill someone. It was kind of hilarious. Wow. So we were defending that pretty well. And then the last game was was a disaster. We were six Winston. Um, in that map, you know, with the blossom, like with that Japanese theme, it looks like Anzo's yeah. world kind of thing. Um, and we were crushed. Like the other team had like three bastions that were just sitting on the point and waiting for us to jump on them. <laughs> and I don't know about Winston. Maybe I should have done more melee. But the 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 gun, the electric blast, you know, is not super powerful. So so yeah, so I I, I think I it's more about melee. You know, even Winston the super. Yeah, even the ultimate is is something to master. Like you really have to go jump at the right place. And uh, and then you know literally jump on people and catch them with the melee. I think that's that's what this character is about. It's very fun to play though. The emotes are amazing. I already unlocked some some emotes where he like tickles his armpit like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's my take on it. I kind of like didn't with a team of friends. I had a time with friends. I didn't have that competitive time where the team is balanced and we just you know are super strategic about it. We we're just like fooling around having six heroes of the same kind it was super fun Re i recommend to do that sometimes even during custom games if you have enough friends to do that with bring 12 people and do like a genji versus may six genji versus six mays and it's kind of Vinny, fun how about you what is what have you taken away from this week we've had with overwatch i've been playing mostly support characters so mercy uh lucio mm -hmm. lucio lucio Lucio? He's Lucio. He's Brazilian. He's Brazilian. Right? Lucio. I would say Lucio. Mm, I played as Diva. I had to play as Diva because we. I played a match where there were no tanks. Whoa. And I was Mercy initially. And I'm healing everyone. And I'm doing all these things. And there's no tanks. I was like, screw this. I'll tank. And I picked Diva. And I was just going in there. I was going ham. And she's kind of. She's really fun to play with, but she's a little bit hard because that ultimate of hers is pretty gnarly. And the the area of effect for her ultimate could also kill her. What's her what is her ultimate move? So when you hit her ultimate, she leaves the mech and the mech explodes. 
if you oh if that kills enough people, then you can call the mech back. So that that's her thing. So it's like a hmm. it's a, a a double, and it's like a Titanfall sort of right a if high risk high reward kind of thing. Yeah, right. If you don't run away from the mech or run far enough, there's damage from it. You you will experience some damage. And during the beta, I killed myself a few times that way. Because I was like, what the hell is happening? I'm like, this makes no sense. But then I realized <laughs> what I was doing. I was standing in one spot like a jerk. Well, we can all agree on one thing, right? Which is... Heroes, Heroes never, never die! die. <laughs> <laughs> Dear, I love... I mean, I, as much as this game is going to be um, missing some RPG aspects, uh, the balance that they managed to have between so different heroes so different characters is is kind of an achievement in itself and i've never played a game where jumping from one hero to another i will i'll need to change the way i play i'll even need to change my controller sensitivity i'll even have to change my sometimes maybe my controller layout it's did you see that for each character you can specify a specific controller layout that's pretty cool i was even gonna say that i think that there's something so special about what they've done here which is um every character i i don't feel like it's completely out of my reach or the barrier to try new characters is so low and then the amount of abilities they have is essentially kind of you know your left and right and then basically what however the weapon operates and then of course the the ultimate and but it's digestible enough and it's and you can always of course press like in case you forget press left right or whatever on the on the pad to look or whatever key it is to look up on your respective consoles to look and say what's what does this move do again yeah. <laughs> or, or yeah. whatever mm-hmm. that's true um, no it's really cool I, I you know that's that's where they like it could be a competitive one and that's where you jump and have fun but then uh the, re- the reward for playing more is just to master the game like it's easy to pick it up and have fun for a couple minutes, but if you want to get to the next level and get to those rank rank playlists, you have to you have to get a grasp and master master all heroes and and positions and maps. Uh, the only downside that I would say, um, the only negative thing that I would mention after after only a few hours, there are some maps that are especially the payload maps. The 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 I found I had a lot of fun with the map design of the one the the. the the, the map designed for controls and king of the hills like mm-hmm. you said but the ones for payloads um there's some choke points in the map that oh, are you know yeah. you're like okay this is where you need coordination or this is where you're just becoming too i i i couldn't quite find if yeah, it was if it, i couldn't quite find if it was the strategy of the offensive team that was just poor and just running mid lane or if it was just too easy for the defensive team to to control that location you know um well and uh, i totally agree with you and i i will launch that as my key complaint with the game which is too often i will get into a match at least my first match before because they seem to do this thing of on the second match they'll take some of the good people from one team and they'll put them on the other team Mm. and they'll kind of mix up the teams appropriately but too often i get into a match and it is one team that is completely destroying um, the other team and and in a way where you're just like well I guess I'm just switching characters and respawning back at the base and walking back to where everyone's getting killed over and over again which is not very fun mm. yeah the other thing is that with such a great lore that they've created I'm, I'm disappointed that he hasn't he hasn't shown it hasn't had shown that much I mean no, yeah, I yeah. could care less, honestly. Like they, they all have a single, they all have a single beautiful design, and and they all have their own personality. That's and that goes along, that follows along what I just said about the diversity you can find between heroes. But uh, you know, like besides the trailer and Winston kind of like being funny about gathering heroes. I mean, still those heroes are here to save the world, and they're fighting each other on a map. Like I don't get it. Like give me. You can. Uh, just, right. I mean, it's same yeah, thing that. that that's how I know how you guys don't play MOBAs because it's very subtle when it's it's put in there. So, the dialogue between the characters varies depending on who's playing who and who's versus who. So. Is that true? Yeah, Tracer Even and Winston in 
have, yeah, Tracer and Winston have a very, like, each of them have very specific dialogues. Like, if, if it's a Widowmaker and Tracer, they're enemies, they'll say things to each other. Similar oh. to when you play a game of Dota, like, you have one character say something to another character as if they know each other. So there's, there's that little wow. stuff in there when you play the game. Oh, here it and is. Here it is. God. Most, I think, like, Team Fortress 2 doesn't really have a story or, like, a single player. It's just a bunch of people shooting each other. I also totally understand not, like, making a focused experience, but this was a $60 game, and I could use a little more meat on this bone. I could use some modes that train me on each character and, like, Maybe what order to use abilities and how to get better with those characters. I could definitely use to Yannick, your point. You, Blizzard is so good at world building. Give me just even a a passing attempt at a single player campaign on this where, you know, like Mortal Kombat 10 and I think 11 or whatever did a great job of making it so that like the campaign was essentially one round or so with each person with a tiny little cutscene before and a tiny little cutscene after and I feel like that would have gone a long way um, to selling this but you know it it is Blizzard and we, we did a whole episode on Blizzard before so who's to say that we're not going to see a lot more content come to this game we'll certainly see a lot of support and patching I'm pretty stuff. confident it's going to come for free right I mean with those in transaction like in game transactions yeah. that are the loot boxes that you can purchase that's pretty much how they're going to make money with that game and any new upcoming DLC or and they took $60 yeah and they also took, they also took that $60 which we shouldn't deny but I think I'm pretty confident to see like any new maps modes or even heroes can be coming for free I'm pretty sure all right well, I that that's our feelings on Overwatch. Generally, I feel like we all like it quite a bit. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a great game. I love it. To Despite the negativity that we just <laughs> ne- negativity came from you guys. I oh. I love the game. <laughs> she I think loves it. Her doesn't mean, it doesn't mean I'm putting it away. I and mean, so. uh, Diva Diva, if you guys didn't know, she's a a, a young GSL champion. So <laughs> oh, <God>. there's that. <laughs> And that's why she was picked for the Korean army, and that's why she's in a mech. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so if I may, before we move on, yes. who's your favorite character, yeah. Sandy and Ryan? Mercy. Okay. I'm Mer- I've been playing as her oh, the whole time. Oh, I, I love Mercy, but I also love Genji. Yeah. I lo- there's something of, I just love the double jump that he has. It, he feels so much more mobile than a lot of other people in the mm-hmm. game. Um. And his little stars. I can't. Yeah, it's I. I probably the the, the my the favorite my favorite one is one that I probably haven't played yet, um, but I have been killed by him so many times. It's McCree. I mean, McCree has a such wonderful oh, yeah. skins and uh, yeah. style, and his magnum, you know, and even his ultimate is deadly. Um, and I, yeah, I can't wait to get my hands on him. I, I've always been. I like focusing on Mercy, but I was like, every night I'm going to play this game, I'm going to play a different hero, so... I quite like um, Reaper for his damage dealing. Yeah. His mm-hmm. just his kind of, like, big guns. Gata, 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 gata. There's something about the way he controls that I find him, like, the easiest person for me to get a good shot. Yeah, this is, yeah it's pretty much like shotties, right, that you're playing with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, E3 2016 is coming up. Press conferences start as soon as as what june 11th or something like that it it gets earlier and earlier every year um here's a quick rundown of some of the notable games coming to e3 so we don't find ourselves repeating ourselves (laughs) on this uh spoiler not a spoiler cast what is it prediction cast that we're doing um Let's uh, let's go by, let's just kind of, I guess, go down the list alphabetically. IGN.com has the full list of confirmed games. But uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare is definitely going to be there. These are confirmed games, so this doesn't include any games that no one has talked about. Sid Meier's Civilization VI, Deus Ex, Mankind Divided, Dishonored 2, Final Fantasy XV. Um... I guess Hitman is going to be there, even though that's kind of already out. Legend of Zelda, way to go, Nintendo. You got one. Uh, Mass that's Effect it. Andromeda, 
Persona 5, uh, what is it, Titanfall 2, um, and uh, a few others uh, that I, I either don't know or haven't <laughs> heard of. Just Cause 3, I guess, is also going to be uh, there, which already came out, so I don't know why we're talking about it. Um, so let's start off by uh, kind of going around. Let's make a little bit of a game about this, right? We're going to give out 10 points for every prediction we get correct. Okay? So we're going to have to see during E3... During E3... Who wins with our predictions. (laughs) That's right. And then after E3, we'll do an episode where we go back and see just how wrong we were. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. So 10 points for completely correct 5... For kind of correct and zero for no correct. Who wants to start with the predictions or should I start? E3 predictions round one. Fight. I have one in my on top of my head. Uh, I'm expecting a trailer or, I mean, I'm expecting, so this is how I have to be picky, right? This is where I have to be mm. precise, right? Mm. Okay, so I'm expecting a trailer and a release date in 2017 for a new Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> is that good? Is that good? I love this. Because love we've all been hyped and disappointed last year thinking that it would come but it still hasn't. Okay, I'm so willing to me, put uh, a coin on that. <laughs> so, Yannick prediction, I'm just writing it out. A Crash Bandicoot in 2017. 2017. Release date. I like how specific you're getting. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not going to come. I feel like we would have heard about it yet already, at least a little bit if he was coming by the end of this year. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm putting my bet on a release. Like a a nice little March release in 2017 or a fall release in 2017 of next year. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Sandy, do you want to go next or should I? Uh, Let's see. More VR content. So more... Augmented reality stuff. Wait a second, that's super broad. Yeah, hold on, that's not gonna make. Even if you win, (laughs) and you're not gonna win. Even if you win, (laughs) you're not gonna win. Well, like remember, give us more. Remember, Microsoft had the um, Hololens. Exactly. You're talking about more new VR hardware. Yes. Okay, that is specific. That is specific. Who would make it? Nintendo. The no, NX they always have their treehouse events. We'll see. Uh, I will count anything that happens in the treehouse event around E3 as an E3 announcement. <laughs> <laughs> so if you'd like to attribute it to Nintendo, I think you should put your money where your mouth is. That's what you're saying. <laughs> what? What? I, I you was on your, your coast in. earlier this week. I could do it okay. again. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think um, Sony will probably announce something along those lines. Wait a minute, Sony already has VR. Yeah, right? the VR, but not like more in depth to like to what Microsoft did last year. Oh, okay. remember the paintbrush? You could paint in like three D space. Okay, so we're gonna see some impressive new VR hardware and demo. Yes. Okay, that's, that's specific. Yeah, that's better. That is specific. And then we gotta, you know, we gotta like tickle. <laughs> gotta, like, yes. do the- I like that. Um, okay, for me, Bethesda, they had their very first E3 conference last year, and they came out and they showed Doom to everybody. Yeah. I think my prediction here, because they own id Software, that Bethesda is working on, and I'm going to, this is a twofer, Bethesda's working I know where on you're going a sequel to Wolfenstein, to their their latest oh. in- incarnation of Wolfenstein. Are you writing things down, though, right? Yep. Yep. And, <laughs> and bottled into this, I also think they're going to be working on Quake. I think we're going to hear Ooh. something about Quake. Now, Doom, Doom. I mean, it's it's a great game. The more I play it, the more I like it. I've been loving it more and more. And it's also nice to be single player and, and using it against Overwatch, kind of like palate cleansing one with the other. 
Um, but Doom's multiplayer wasn't so good, and Quake could be all about this kind of crazy multiplayer arena shooter. And I think now they've got that team firing on all cylinders. I think we're going to hear something about both a new Wolfenstein and a new Quake. Hmm. E3 predictions round two. Fight. It's funny because I was just about to mention Bethesda, and my bet is that their new game is just a new Elder Scroll. A sequel really? of Elder Scroll. <laughs> so I'm finding you on that. I've never played Elder Scroll. I've just heard. I've just heard. I've just talked to people. And so wait a minute. Is that the beginning of your round two? You want to you wanna put my Elder Scrolls two. on the board? That's my round two. Oh my god. It's like directly against mine yes, almost. Yes, that's how you win a competition. You, dun, dun, you, know, you don't you don't turn your back. You know, you don't turn One your back dollar. and walk away. You face your opponent. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. New Elder Scrolls. New Elder Scrolls. Yeah. Okay. Alright. Sandy, you're you're next. The last Guardian will get an official release date. <sighs> Wait, the last Guardian. Okay, tell me like Okay, so The Last Guardian is a game that was tortured in its development cycle. It was in development for years and years and years and years. Um, and finally, at last year's E3, they're like, The Last Guardian is real. Did they, didn't they say it was going to come out this year? Yeah, but we don't, we don't know when. It could be like so, any time. <laughs> so wait a second. I kind of want you to tell us if you think it's coming out this year or... If it's going to be pushed to 2017 in it, your last Guardian prediction. It's coming out holiday 2016. Or last Guardian holiday 2016. Yeah. And what are we considering holiday? November through end of like, like, yeah? like the end of October to December. Okay. <laughs> she wants. She's really buying herself a good, <laughs> good buffer Myself there. an extra two right. weeks. Last Guardian between... October and end of year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yet of, of twenty sixteen. Of twenty sixteen. Wow. She's saying it. She's that's like in for that's it. sixty days. That's sixty days, right? Okay. Okay. My next prediction. <clears throat> we are going to get a. First half of 2017 release date announcement of the Final Fantasy VII remake. Okay. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about this? Do you guys have any questions? Would you like to probe? I feel good about this one. I think that Final Fantasy VII, the remake, they've been showing it in dribs and drabs. They finally showed it kind of combat-ish. So they've got some engines stood up and they started to build it. I think we're going to see its release date in the first half of 2017. I think it's going to be postponed if that date is set up. If they if they say that, that they'll delay it? I mean, I don't know. I don't know how That's much work is a remake, <laughs> right? I don't know if they just take the thing and then just update the graphics. I don't know if it if it's no, if they're, it's, it's a new like game. They're they're basically building it, making game. a new game. Okay, yeah. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, if we don't have a playable, if we that's my take on it. If we don't have a playable bit of it during this E3, we won't have it until the next E3. I, you know what? I like that you said that, and I'm willing to add in to the prediction that it will be playable. This E3. Ooh. That they're gonna have some playable Final Fantasy Seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm feeling good about this. Yeah, I'm already thinking about my next one, but yeah, no. For yours, I mean, it's it's it'd be good. Where what are what are the platforms they're gonna release it onto? You think? Um, I think Final Fantasy Seven has kind of become more platform agnostic these days. Or yeah. Final Fantasy in general. Okay. So I'm assuming it's going to be on All anything that okay. Square Enix thinks that they can make money on. <laughs> it's going to be Sony first, and then Xbox, but Sony and PC simultaneously. Oh. 
I don't. I don't think Xbox would be a, a second-class citizen in that. But that's not. That's not an official prediction. <laughs> E3 predictions round three. Fight. I mean, there's some that are out there, but all right, I'll 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 give it to you. Um, they will announce Madden 2017. <laughs> <laughs> EA EA will come with FIFA 17 <laughs> and NBA 2K. <laughs> Um, of course Um, I have to mention it just because I've been loving the first one Um, we're gonna have Red Dead Redemption 2 announced this is kind of an easy one it is it's too easy (laughs) I uh, I don't know Uh, Sandy I don't know Rockstar's been been having issues confirmations <laughs> Rockstar. <laughs> Rockstar. I, I will. I will give Rockstar you. Rockstar has been having issues. <laughs> He's saying that. It's like it sounds like it's. It could be a girl. Like she's been having issues, and I just. I'm having issues lately. <laughs> I don't want to talk to her anymore. <laughs> Sandy, don't shake your head. You're both shaking your head. Don't you get I don't want to talk to you guys anymore. You guys don't make fun of me anymore. Okay. I don't even like this show. <laughs> podcast. Who's that? Who do you talk to that sounds like that? Everyone I talk to sounds like this. I'm surrounded I'm by surrounded. people that sound they're like that. They're like at Starbucks. <laughs> they're at my vegan shop. They're everywhere. Anyway. I'm going to have a small flat white. <laughs> <laughs> with just a splash of soy juice. <laughs> you just, you're making like that, that impression. I soy juice you're, you're and not soy that, milk. Yeah, he's making that impression again that when we were working together, <laughs> he would just... <laughs> Make me crack up every time I would hear him do that. Hi, <laughs> you guys. I don't know why it's starting to, like, I'm closing off my nose to it, but, like, don't even talk through your nose anymore. I don't even need a nose. I could be, like, Voldemort. I don't even need a nose so much. I'm, like, early stage Voldemort. Okay. <laughs> there was nothing about the prediction, guys. Sorry. All right. Uh, that's right. <laughs> All right, if you want Red Dead Redemption, I'll give it to you, but you have to put in a time a time frame release date. Okay, I'm going to do something different. Yeah. Red Dead Redemption didn't have any sort of good multiplayer, right? And I think that they've done a lot of progress it wasn't with GTA. Like a big, yeah, okay. But did, it had they multiplayer, had, but it, had, it was very sort of... It, it wasn't anything special. Yeah, I feel like they're going to have a uh, a good... Like RPG, of course, but like multiplayer aspect of the game being a deep part of the game itself. Uh, so we've seen say... them doing a lot of progress on GTA Online with the yeah. updates they've been putting, the heist, the the whole thing. It almost looks like a different game. I've only played oh. the campaign on GTA Five, but every time I hear news about this bank game, robberies in the old west. Oh, oh yeah, and the <laughs> thing that people have been doing on GTA Five Online. I'm like, okay, well, I wish I just had a little bit more people to, like, uh, just, I've put a, I wish I just have put a couple more hours into this game to enjoy online, because the heists and all those, the game modes they release on a progressive, you know, manner, um, really makes me feel like they've learned a lot about the online, uh, aspect of their, of their games, and they yeah. might just take a full... A full twist. Give it. Give it a. Give a good twist to the next Red Dead Redemption. Is does that work? Is that, is a feature of a game? I think so. I will say that uh, we'll call it Red Dead Redemption uh, is announced, or Red Dead Redemption sequel slash prequel, some follow up to that game is announced, and it multiplayer is a big component. Yeah. Whether so this is good. See, this is a two-part. This is how like you get really that five points instead of ten. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like safe with half of it. I feel like yeah. I feel like it's gonna be a kind of like an even a, what we call an open world, but an open world where you just not the only dude. You know? Oh, okay. So some sort of persistence or whatever. Yeah. Maybe. I won't add that in, but I think that's uh, I think that's cool. I hope I hope you're right. I hope all these are right. Andy. Naughty Dog announces a new franchise. Naughty Dog announces new franchise. There's not Crash Bandicoot. You, you, you heard it here first. 
<laughs> you heard. So this it's is, true that we haven't is, been predicting on new franchises, and you know that's a good that you're doing it. You're taking a dive. Yeah, it's going to so be a new franchise with a female lead. Boom, mic dropped. With female lead. So here's another two-parter. Sandy's hoping to get at least five. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this, Sandy, because the the big rumor of what Naughty Dog is working on next is The Last of Us Two, and and you don't you don't think they're gonna go there? You think that they want to do something truly new and different and fresh, or that they'll do something else too? Yeah, I feel like it's a good opportunity to start something fresh, especially with Uncharted 4 being the last chapter for Nathan Drake. Mm-hmm. So they need a they need a new mascot. This they is where you're kind of like also fighting me. Is where a new Crash Bandicoot will almost I would say almost feel like a new franchise, right? <laughs> like as as <laughs> much as the return is anticipated. If Naughty Dog is doing Crash Bandicoot, I'll eat my hat. <laughs> kidding Um, Um, okay here we go okay Microsoft announces original Xbox backwards compatibility ooh not 360 (laughs) OG Xbox. OG Xbox. Mm-hmm. So kind of like now it's going to kind of like behind this. I know it's like you. I remember now you and Ryan McCaffrey being like, "Why did they let Xbox Live Arcade go?" <laughs> and this is them bringing it back, almost. Well, here's here's my thinking. Um, look, Microsoft has been pushing to. This future that they hope that they can do iterative hardware, just like, you know, Apple does with iPads and iPhones, where every year or so, there's just a fresh Xbox that's rolling out that costs always the same amount of money, only with, like, new hardware or whatever, and it works very much like PC. It's all just games for Windows. I think they've made huge strides on the Xbox 360 library, um, although notably... uh, and this is a bonus. <laughs> this is a bonus prediction for me. I think when they do announce that Red Dead Redemption sequel, Yannick, I do think that they're going to pack in Red Dead Redemption backwards compatible, backwards compatible for Xbox people. Uh-huh. Um, but that's that's a second thing. But um, I think they made so many strides with backwards compatibility on Xbox 360, and obviously, if you can emulate 360 on this hardware, you can emulate the original Xbox. It's way less powerful. That Microsoft wants to have an Xbox future where all of the Xbox games are always available and you just buy Xbox and it's it's essentially like buying a Steam machine. You just always have all your Xbox games. What do you think the the business model is going to be? What is it going to be a subscription-based kind of service like Xbox Live Arcade was or is it oh. going to be a game-per-game? Game I think you're going to see you know? uh, titles priced anywhere from 5 to $20. Any? What game will be 20? I think like, oh, I was thinking like original Halo, but maybe not because it's been re-released at this point. I yeah, did. Um, I don't um, So between five and ten bucks. Okay. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I think I honestly do want to say 20 is the upper limit for because hours. I could see, you know, I could see paying for some very special original Xbox games, $20 and being okay with it. If it if I truly truly want it, I mean, God, they're still charging fifty bucks for Civ Five. Like, why can I? And Blizzard never loses. A couple of my brothers have said, <laughs> a couple of my brothers have said, "Oh yeah, I'll probably pick up Overwatch when the price comes down." I was like, "This is a Blizzard game. That price, ain't yeah, that price budget. is not coming down. <laughs> that price ain't moving. Um, who knows though? It might. Um, yeah. So I think." 20 bucks, probably around five is your average price title. Okay. That's your prediction, and I respect and unlike it. Nintendo, I'll always own it, and I won't have to rebuy it every stupid <laughs> time. God. That's the dream. God, Jiggly Puffin. NX. Jiggly Puffin. I love it. Nobody made prediction <laughs> about the NX. Is it? Is it a? Is it just an active thing that's going to happen? Is it confirmed? Yeah. I think the, the NX is not real. I think it's a fever dream. <laughs> 
that a bunch of Japanese men who are bathing in a brothel, like they're all in like one of those Japanese bathhouses. They're all naked and they're sharing oh in a fever God. dream. Oh, do you <laughs> stop it? I heard this week, the news was this week that they're developing a new handheld alongside it. I was said, stop it. <laughs> you just made me buy a new 3DS. They didn't make me do anything. I bought it. But, oh my God, <laughs> just stop it. Fatality. All right, guys. I think that's good. I think there's some good predictions in there, and I hope all of them come true. Wouldn't that be nice? Then we'd be psychic. If they all come true, that means we're going to have a new Elder Scrolls game, as well as a Wolfenstein in the book. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get Crash Bandicoot coming back, which will make me flip my lid. Final Fantasy VII, the remake, might come out in time for me to finish the <laughs> original Final <laughs> Fantasy VII, which I haven't streamed in like a month. I'm sorry. I'm going to get back to it, I promise. Um... Red Dead Redemption is going to have some kind of cool multiplayer thing. Naughty Dog is going to have a new franchise. We're going to have backwards compatible original Xbox games and some new VR hardware and a new demo to show it off. And The Last Guardian will actually be released this year. You're just going to take that clip, that snippet on the uh, June 18 podcast, <laughs> or June 18, or I remember like whatever that weekend just is, press and the just gonna after each thing. I yeah, <laughs> anything that is not confirmed, anything that is not confirmed. But I'm if we manage to get that snippet without any like censoring, then nailed it. Okay, to end the show, I want to do a very quick segment with you guys. A new segment surprising you both on the show. Are you ready for the name of the segment? Always. Yeah, we're not prepared, guys. Just know that. Like, we haven't prepared this thing. We're pretty much prepared, but this is like, uh, we didn't know. Yeah. Um, I'm always prepared. This is my prepared face. The name of the new segment is Maybe Sandy Was Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. This is the story of my life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what are we doing? This segment will be reserved for opinions and thoughts that Sandy has had. That Yannick and I are like, oh, Sandy is the weirdest. She's crazy. But then a few weeks, maybe months later, we go, you know what? Maybe Sandy was right. Maybe Sandy's kind of right. <laughs> yeah. Sandy was right. Sandy is your mother. You know, the mother, you're like, nah, don't talk me bullshit. And you're like, eh, she was kind of right after all. I guess she was right. Yeah. Mom was right. And Sandy was right. So, and specifically this week... The division, you guys. What a flaming pile <laughs> that <laughs> I reached level thirty. I haven't touched it at all since. The grind at that point became so dull and boring and it seems like every time they release any sort of update, it breaks their game. So yeah, maybe Sandy was right. I've played it before be- I've played it because of the hype. I got peer pressured a lot. And yeah. I still find my fun, but that peer pressure after that was just looking at a game that was broken full of bugs and exploits and all the things where literally my only end game content that was that I was able to jump back in was the dark zone. And if you tell me that other people just use have exploits to kill me one shot in that zone. Yeah. I don't want to be in that zone. <laughs> I don't want to be there. I'd rather be. I'd rather be <laughs> on a soccer know. field. I'd rather be on a soccer field punching the ball on a console, or you know, go back to my regular Destiny bullshit. You know, but it's. It was yeah. It was thrilling to see how the division has been broken ever since. Um, really, no, really. To be serious, one second. Um, after looking at looking at those. I, th- I thought you were going to see like Sandy. We're really sorry. Looking at those three months. <laughs> That's where that <one's> going. <laughs> look, looking at those three months, the uh, Ubisoft and the division has been a terrible release. Yeah. It goes like bugs after bugs and patch after patch, and then somehow incursion come out, and those you know like prepared you know content that were already ready before the game launched. Uh, you can tell that they don't they don't really answer the people's expectations in terms of end game content they're just another mm. type of strike that is just a little bit harder um, yeah. 
yeah, and then like bugs and stuff and all that, all the negativity negativity around around that online game. Uh, it's not good, man. It's not good. No, really, like yeah. B minus to to Ubisoft and the way they've been handling that game. Uh, and it's funny because I've dad. I've seen people a few a, a week ago with that uh, update that came out on May twenty fourth actually. Um, that I pe- already people paid for. Were, people technically yeah. is waiting for me. <laughs> there, so there was there was a lot of life quality improvement, a lot of stuff that were fixed and worked great. But then the next day I see an article. Oh, there's a major bug and another one. Ubisoft is already tackling one of them. The other one we don't know yet. Come on, man! Like, get your shit together. What's what's yeah. what is it with the, the what is it with the bugs? Like, what is it? You and know? it's it was also like uh, what we talked about weeks and weeks back on the show that I I like notified people about and and to to maybe save them was like the type. It, it seems like the only way to make a game last longer is just to artificially make things worse for your players, at least if you're doing it badly. And and in that scenario, what I'm saying is, like, the difficulty on some of the end game. Like, I tried playing the new, like, Strike when it first came yeah. out, mm-hmm. and it was just so far beyond anything that I was able to achieve regularly playing the game unless I spent, you know, another dozens and dozens of hours grinding in this Dark Zone place. That it was just like, okay, everyone kills me in one hit, and I unload my entire expenditure of bullets, and I kill maybe two guys. And it was crazy, and everyone has unlimited grenades that they just keep throwing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then on top of that, like, small things like the patch. Oh, we made it so it takes ten times as much resources to craft items. What? What? Yeah. You're just making it harder for no reason. I mean, look at maybe I should play some Destiny. No, maybe, maybe you should. You should it's play fine. Some Destiny. No, it's fine. You don't have to. I I'm <laughs> I, I I've put it away. Uh it's great. The game is in a good place. People are having fun. The hardcores are having fun out there. Uh gonna have a a new expansion being uh talked about during E three and some posters have leaked about yeah, this game, so uh, some like what is uh, it Hearts some, of Stone. Hearts some, of Stone. Uh, the um, oh my god, brain fart. Um, no, there's the iron. It's the iron. Fucking iron. Oh my god. Banner. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the about it's iron about throne. it's gonna be focused around the uh, <laughs> the um, the chef, the leader of the Iron Banner, Lord Saladin, because he's the one who appears on the uh, on the uh, ex- on the poster. Uh, and he has a two-hand hammer. So, like, now we have swords and we might get a hammer, which is pretty dope. Uh, <laughs> now we have swords and we might get a hammer. They should have just made the melee combat game that everybody wanted them to make initially. The, the Rise of Iron. There we go. And then, uh, you know, he has, uh, he has leaked on Kotaku, which, by the way, guys, if you want to follow one guy in Kotaku that has accurate stuff, Jason Schreier has been pretty much on point with the rumors he brought up. Um, he was the first um, first one mentioning the fact that we would not get a sequel of Destiny until 2017, where everybody was expecting it to come in fall 2016. Mm. Uh, he has a, he he has been the one this week who reported the delay delayed, um, which we forgot to to mention by the way, the delayed uh, um, No Man's Sky delayed No Man's Sky. He's the first oh, one who reported yeah. it got confirmed today. We're recording on Saturday. IGN just communicated a press release. Uh, saying that he was uh, indeed postponed to August. Uh, so yeah, definitely people out there, check out the Twitter of Jason Fryer. I don't know where this guy gets his information from, but he's pretty on point. So He's a beast. More about Destiny during E3. Uh, should be good. A new raid, new stuff happening, maybe a new PvP mode, some, some fun stuff. Cool. It's not dead. Destiny's not dead, people out there. <laughs> Who are you but trying the to Division is. Me or yourself. Yes. <laughs> the, the, the Division is. We just buried it. We just death. buried the Division right here on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud. I'm proud of us able to bury the Division together. Hey, don't you know, now that I think of it, maybe safety was right. Yay. All right, guys. That uh, I think that does it. We're going to find out how wrong we are in a couple weeks. And next week... Tune in to hear about the history of E3 and just 
why we're making all these crazy predictions and why we care about it and why we're going to be doing a teaser, a bunch of new podcasts uh, that week for your listening pleasure um, so we can talk about some of the conference stuff and get it to you in real time instead of waiting for the week after because we know you like your content fresh and you like it right and you like it when I talk into the mic like this, like Kempo. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't like it when you talk with your nose. I'm like, I'm like, on. All right, guys, let's all put on our voices and then say, until next time. Aloha. No, do it in a voice. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think I can do it in a voice. Just try it, Sandy, it's, for it's God's sake. Like, I gotta do something like this. I gotta actually close yeah, my nose. Yeah, it's good. It's okay, okay. It's Aloha. easier than a yoga. It's easier than a yoga class. <laughs> Okay, great. Oh, I'm gonna say it again. Uh, Aloha. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Yeah. Well, let's go get brunch. <laughs> <laughs>